start, and then we're like, we're here, we're we're in it. (laughs) Hey, Micah, do you know what today is? It's hump day. Oh, you got it right. First try. Have you seen that commercial too? Yeah. Oh, I love that commercial. With the camel? so good. Yeah. We were worried that Winter Coup uh, wasn't going to get any work after the series ended, but... uh, Well, that's that's not actually... That's not Winter Coup. That's not him. It's it's his cousin, George. Yeah, Eric. How dare you? You can't Uh, Little do people know that's a secretive commercial for our podcast that we have playing on TV, Game of Owns. It's true. Okay. Subliminally tells people to listen to this podcast. Backwards three times in a row, then it (laughs) says Game of Owns. Very demonically. (laughs) The the truth of it is, you know Mike in the commercial where the camel goes, Mike, 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 Mike. (laughs) Mike, I can't say I remember that. He's actually, Mike is actually listening to Game of Owns um, on his computer. You can't really see it, but um, that's what I was told. Right, oh, right. Okay. So you have to turn it up really, really, really loudly. And exactly. Vaguely hear mm-hmm. our theme tune. Yeah, we had some people uh, present at the production of that commercial, and they, they basically mm-hmm. it was a collaborative effort. We got the camel on, you know, Winter Koo's cousin was available. Winter Koo was actually shooting a hairspray ad. Uh, that's yeah, why he couldn't true. make it. But uh, yeah, so there's a little some Easter eggs uh in that commercial you know some commercials are just so good you have to like dvr them and watch them yeah you know i really like commercials you know i took a class on that in school this is not interesting to the game of thrones fan audience but whatever could be (laughs) forget about those television shows just 30 minutes of commercials (laughs) tom haverford from parks and rec he's like i tivo shows for the ads (laughs) fast forward through shows to the ads can you even can you even record because i've never had a dvr i feel like so left out right now can you even record advertisements or because aren't dvr so smart now where they can just skip ads when you set a show actually i believe the way dvrs work they just record not physically, but whatever's on the TV, it's just like it, as if you would have been recording it to a VHS. I've never had one, though. I don't know. Mm. Write in and tell us. <laughs> yeah, please. If you guys have a, a DVR, whatever that may stand for, uh, please tell us So, hey guys, works. hey, guys, if uh, if Catelyn had had a DVR, what shows do you think she would record? Desperate Housewives. Yeah. I was just going to say that. <laughs> also, like, yeah. Nurse Jackie. Um, also, right, Veep. Right. Up the Women. Also, Felicity. Yeah, mm. yeah, and and that Allie was like Galactica because who doesn't like that? I just restarted that, by the way. <gasps> and Cougar Town. Yeah, I did. Podcast coming soon. Yeah, and Cougar yeah. Town. <laughs> full House. Do you think she'd been a Full House fan? Nah, she doesn't like San Francisco. Those weird houses make her feel uneasy. She likes big <laughs> keeps. Although she's not in Winterfell this chapter. This is our first chapter with Catelyn. It is. I wasn't as excited for this. I think. I don't really know why, honestly, but I was more excited to see like John, Arya, Tyrion, and then cats coming around. And this actually still alive. <laughs> every, everyone else, I was more excited. <laughs> no, but this actually turned out to be a really great chapter. My yes. favorite one of the book so far, hands down. Yes, oh. absolutely. Oh, nice. Oh, the favorite one. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, you get so much from the show, and that's great. Right. But I really felt like in this chapter, just in this one chapter alone, I feel so much more of the circumstance that's going on with Rob and how he is actually a motherfucking king. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> In the north. Yeah. And hearing the in-depth stories about the kinds of medals that are in there, that that are in his crown. I wrote all of that down. Right. I Please, that was so since cool. you took notes and I didn't. <laughs> I, I thought she was going to say discussed. she wrote that. Like she initially. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wrote, wrote it. I wrote about I the irons. It. 
George, he, he wrote to me, he was like, oh, I just don't know what his crown's going to look like. Selena, do you have any ideas? I'm like, yeah, actually, I was thinking about bronze and iron. <laughs> All the cold medals of the happened. North. Yes. I mean, it was it was amazing. Do you want me to, to read the description? Please, yes. Uh, okay. So it writes, an open cir- circlet of hammered bronze incised with the runes of the first men surmounted by nine black iron spikes wrought in the shape of long swords. Bro- yeah. Bronze and iron were the medals of winter, dark and strong to fight against the cold. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, George is on a roll with these medal stuff. Like last week we had the Baratheon <laughs> medals and this is just, this was amazing. I loved it. This crown is a weapon. This can I just can we just establish like a ninja that throwing the, star? <laughs> there are yeah. nine there are nine spikes to it. It's like little swords and it's metal. This crown is you, you could just get impale somebody with this crown. Like, hey, Kingslayer, what's up? And then like yeah. throw it. And, yeah. Or, or it, it could be like a room. like a deadly frisbee or something <laughs> like, like that. Xena. She throws the ring and it comes right back it's every exactly time. Like exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now d- the other thing is that this this crown, which is probably the coolest thing that George has written so far. The comet's cool, but this crown kind of one-ups it slightly. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that the coolest thing about it is that nobody's seen what this thing looks like uh, for 300 years because it's basically based off the legend of the original crown Zelda. for the king crown, of the north crown of the north exactly and and so it hasn't been seen for 300 years my question to you guys is like do you think the sword uh smith just kind of improvised here and this is kind of like a whisper down the alley crown where like people made shit up and added shit throughout the years like how how, how alike would you say that you you think this actually is to the crown from 300 years ago 76 percent yeah <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's pretty close. I think you just equated the telephone game with Whisper Down the Alley, did you? Because that is awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm just saying, you know, they write circle. it down, but they tend to exaggerate. Well, this is a badass crown it's better, anyway. It's a better you know, name for the you game. You know what's funny is I read this, and obviously we've we've read quite a bit of he- ahead, and we know that Robin and Catelyn's story is, you know, over and stuff. Um, oh, jeez. <laughs> but... Do you, when I read this, the, the description of the crown, my mind immediately went into like foreshadowing mode. And I was like, ooh, so nine spikes of iron. Like, is this some kind of, does this mean something? And, you know, I began <laughs> counting Starks and that was all about, I couldn't think of anything, but. The Smith was like, well, I can fit nine of this size right. around it in a right. perfect circle. <laughs> That's what it was. But I was in there doing math, like three and three and three. And then I was like, ooh, three heads of the dragon and all these kind of things. And it probably means nothing, but. So it's does Rob Stark have like nine enemies? Maybe he can stab them all with the crown and break one off in each of them. See, yeah, that's what I thought, but no. Yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> waiting for someone to say fill in the blank to rule them all, and then you know I think that becomes <laughs> one fun. crown, no nine spikes. Of so it can't crown. be. The other thing is uh, this book cover. I don't know who no, designs. No, that's the, Renly's cover, isn't it? That's Renly's crown, isn't it? I think I it is. Yeah, I was going to say because there are there are not nine spikes here, yeah. so. Um, we'll just That's have to exactly, see. I had the same thought because they were describing this crown and I was like, oh, it's in the cover. It's so cool. But no, it's Renly's with the stag. Um, so how about the things. fact that we're in River Run in just a couple of chapters into Clash of Kings? It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't happen until season three of the show, does it? Right. We get, we get to travel a whole lot in the and book. And we get a, we get an, an Edmer too, who isn't the ridiculous characterized <laughs> idiot that he is in the show. Yeah, no, he was, I mean, he was solid. He was like I a thought. normal guy. <laughs> yeah. 
the great thing about reading these books is I traveled all over. Like I traveled thousands of miles today. Yeah, and it didn't cost me a damn penny. I just I've been sat everywhere, there. man. I've been everywhere. <laughs> I thought that was great, and I really liked being there. And we saw this scene in the show, but not perfectly this way. And we got to hear a lot more of the detail that goes into it and hear more of the specifics of Rob's terms for the um, surrender, essentially, mm. the, the the peace between the Lannisters and between the North. And I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. There's a bitterness almost um, from Catelyn towards Rob because basically Rob throws out there in the grand scheme of things, Arya and Sansa, they're not oh, that important. yeah, yeah. Ooh. Which is an interesting, I mean, it's very interesting also because we're constantly reminded in this chapter that Rob is 15, you yeah. know, like this isn't the Richard Madden Rob with his little beard and stuff. This is a 15 year old Well, no, this Rob has a beard. Rob. <laughs> this Rob does have a beard though. It's true. It's, it's true. He does. It's um, more ginger than, than Auburn, beard. if you ask me. Red he's, beard. It th- he thinks it makes him look more royal, okay? Right. He's, like, he's, like, he's like one of the players on the Blackhawks, I think. You can just see That's this just little 15-year-old boy with his wisps of beard trying to like twirl it between his fingers. and Oh, we shouldn't make I fun. I really like the part where he was mentioning the terms when it came to Ned. I don't believe that it was a a jab subconsciously to his sisters. I think he was simply no, stating the point. Right. Like I could definitely trade Jamie for, for father. And in that case, if he were still alive, that's the true King in the North. That's the true hand of the King. The list goes on. Like that yeah. would be a good trade, you know? Yeah. You know what else I, I found really interesting about that, that whole situation about their discussion is that already at this point in the book, I mean, Richard Karstark is already showing that he isn't just going to sit back and let Rob sort of, run the show yeah, yeah. He's, well, he storms out he just mm-hmm. storms out very very noticeably yeah like i understand that he's pissed off about the the terms of peace that he doesn't agree with because he lost some of his family in the whispering wood but mm-hmm. i mean i obviously i stand with rob on this for all intents and purposes like he's doing what he can to stop everything you know you can't just go out and maim a few people because something happened during a battle you know yeah right True. yeah and isn't it Cersei, or it's not Cersei, but it's Catelyn who says about Cersei that if they do anything to Jaime, she's going to want blood for blood. But I find that a little bit weird because they killed Ned. So it would only be right at the end of the day that the Starks or somebody in their camp killed Jaime Lannister because that would in fact be blood for blood. Well, I don't think the Lannisters are going to see it that way. <laughs> well, and they also don't know that Cersei didn't plan for Ned to die, you know, that it was just on the shoulders of Joffrey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that little shit. <laughs> you know, well, I think she should be, that. yeah, she should be looking to make a peace with them fairly quickly because of that. Yeah. I mean, he was just going to go off to the wall. He wouldn't have even needed to be bargained for, really. Right. Uh, Ned would have been on the way to the wall and then Rob could have planned some sort of uh, stop him on the way to the wall kind but of, think- you know, plan. It's kind of like, I mean, obviously the Starks is a much more um, real threat, especially after Jaime is taken um, to the Lannisters. But I think it's kind of along the same lines as we were talking last week about the wall um, or a few days ago about where, where it's not the most direct threat at the moment. Like Cersei in King's Landing has more sort of pressing issues to deal with right in front of her. Yeah. Like um, killing Robert's bastards. You know, she's got bastards to kill, okay? Big decisions <laughs> Those for the queen. Those babies won't kill themselves. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Quote of the day. 
Oh God, that's good. Yeah. It's true though. I mean, Cersei is busy doing her own things and I I mean, her mind obviously isn't as much on the war as it is with Tywin. Yeah. And Tywin's wrapped up. Tywin is figuring he's out this battle right situation. Now, right? right, yeah, he's busy. No, but yeah, I mean, I think what was interesting about Rob's uh, peace treaty was how many of the items were standard, you know, kind of like hit the prisoner release program where he's going to release two every year. That was, was so good. good. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, totally weighted in his favor, though. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, the mechanic of that deal being, listen, you give us valuable people, you give us 10. And right. over the course of five years, if our peace is upheld, everyone will have been sent back to a year. You know, you're fine. But Jamie wasn't even a part of that plan. That was based on, uh, what is it, Tywin's good behavior? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whether or not he'll ever see Jamie again. So I, I do think Rob maybe um, overextended his, his, his hand a little bit uh, just well, because J- Jamie wasn't even wolf. part of – Jamie wasn't even yes. part of the question. Yeah, but it was almost like you're sitting there. If you're in the audience listening to Rob, it's like, uh-huh – uh huh. You know, as yeah. he's going through each item, it's like, yeah, we can do that. We can do that. We can do that. Get to the punchline. Uh, yeah, that's probably not gonna happen. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I right. mean, it's pretty obvious that he needed to include Jamie in there to some degree because he is the Jamie Lannister. Um, I was sort of surprised that he wasn't included in the deal, and I'm wondering in my mind, like, is he the ultimate surrender? Is that where Rob's thinking? Like, it's all over. Here's Jamie. Yeah, you know? well, because they kind of talked about they they touched on that too. I mean, it it kind of seems like it's as tactical as Rob is, and as you know, kingly as he's trying to be. Catelyn kind of called him out on on the fact that ultimately. The whole Sansa Arya thing too. It, it comes down to the fact that he doesn't want to see Jamie released because he's afraid of him. You know, he knows that Jamie can beat him. Right. And yeah. I, I mean, they got him. They, in this. they got him in a surprise attack the first time. That's unlikely to happen again. Mm-hmm. Um. And for but furthermore, I think how can he? How can Rob even pretend to call it a peace treaty when he's got Jamie Lannister and is not bargaining? Jamie Lannister at all. There can be no peace as long as Jamie is captive. I, I think that much is clear um so far, you know, in 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 the books and the show and, and, and all of that stuff. So there's not going to be a peace. Even though we don't see the response, because it's, you know, gonna take about a month to get there with uh on the back of Cleo's fray, this uh captive. <laughs> Do you guys think that was cool how he basically brought this fray down? Um, out from the dungeon said, I'm not freeing you. You're going to take this message to the queen. Yeah. You're going to bring her response back to me. And then it's back in the dungeons you go. So this guy's got like an assignment, but he's mm. not being free. A fray that's loyal to a Lannister. No. Mm. Yeah, I like thing. how Rob, they kind of, he kind of slipped in there that Rob was going to send Catelyn to the phrase. I was like, <laughs> seriously? <laughs> you can help me pick out a bride, mother. <laughs> it's not her time to go to the phrase just yet. Oh, clearly, though, he hasn't way. met the nurse yet because he's still thinking he's going to honor no nurse. There is no nurse. <laughs> There's no nurse. There's no nurse. <laughs> no. It, it goes a little differently in the, yeah. in the story. That'll in the be books. exciting when we get to that. Well, currently, he feels that uh, he's going to honor Frey's bet, so, or Frey's right. Uh, right, agreement. Right. So exactly. that was what was interesting. He has no interesting. reason not to. Yeah, how there's about no that? There's no nurse? No, there's no nurse. <laughs> there is no Dana, only Zool. <laughs> only Zool. Okay. Only Zool. But well, yeah. it's weird. Question, but, real fast, though. Yeah. How about that, what you just brought up, Eric, the fact that he has this loyalty to Walder Frey, and he's actually pretty adamant about it yeah i mean yeah because he's a good guy i mean picking a different wife he very foolishly did not assume that was going to be a big deal you know 
But like even so, right now he's still Rob Stark. He's doing what he can to stick to his vows. It's true. He's Before such a badass in this in scene that again, I wonder why this wasn't his point of view. You know, and it was Cat's. <laughs> Obviously, we have everything afterwards with Cat and her brother, which is why this. I don't know. It was just all included. Cat's a spectator. We don't really get any of her thoughts. Maybe one comment about Ned. You know, having like called to her in bed the night before or something like that. But other than that, it's basically all about Rob until she leaves. So the first half of the chapter is Rob though. And I I just think it's really cool. Well, she does say that, you know, she was having an interior monologue there in between a lot of the lines, which is pretty cool because it was sort of an echo of how the Tyrion chapter earlier in the, in this book went, but she pretty much all but blamed herself for, for Ned leaving and going to King's Landing. She was like, Winterfell, yes, Winterfell is where you should have stayed, you know, instead of going off to King's Landing. Right. Something about warm bodies leaving to the north, to the south and returning as bones or something. I forget. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she blames herself. She says, I told him to go and do his yeah. duty. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's sort of kind of ish what we saw in season three, but not really, you know, just a little bit of a cat that's hard on herself. But I agree. Just like River Run, it's interesting to see these things from season three of the series in the beginning of book two. Yeah. First of all, that is super interesting. But just on on the fact that Rob doesn't have a, a point of view. I mean, this is one of the reasons why, you know, when reading the books, it's sort of I've always found it really hard to to emphasize him. But it was I was thinking about this the other day and. I'm not I'm not sure correct me if I'm wrong but I'm not sure that any of the of the kings have point of views I love book. a Joffrey chapter. Oh my god, I know, right? <laughs> oh. Went downstairs today. My mom's being a real bitch. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so maybe, maybe we've go got that to look practice. forward to. Let me knows, go crossbow but... another whore. Yeah. <laughs> Parents just don't understand. Uh, the dog brought me some pumpkins to shoot today. That's a... I wanted a pie, too. So Dear I got diary. <laughs> so wait, that's a good point, Selena. Five kings right now? Yeah, who are the five yeah. kings? Can we get over? But can we say this? I think Stannis, Stannis Renly, Renly, Joffrey, Joff. Rob, and Balon Greyjoy. Balon Greyjoy, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, but I was just thinking. Or Mance. My, what about oh, Mance Raider? Too. Mance Raider, too, yeah. But I was just thinking, like, maybe the reason that there aren't any perspectives, I mean, I guess except for Danny, there aren't really any perspectives from the leaders because. It's about the rise to power, you know what I mean? Like without getting too heavy into it, it's 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 about it's about the ladder, guys. As very yeah. the climb, it's a no, climb. It's, it's the climb. <laughs> it's the Cue climb. the music. <laughs> if we had a chapter from Rob's perspective, if we had anything from Rob's perspective, it would be too much for the book, and it would self implode and ignite. And it so might remind us too much of of John. Too. I mean, they are they are very different places, but they seem Ooh. to me to be very similar characters. That is true. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> getting sidetracked a little bit there. Um, you know, we were, it was funny because we were talking last time how there seems to be in every chapter of this book, there seems to be a little piece of backstory. And this week we get the backstory of Harrenhal. We do. And that yes. was wonderful. Dragons. Absolutely. Dragons. And uh, how a line was ended. It reminded me a little bit of the, the reigns of Casimir. How about Tywin Lannister, Eric? You're... <laughs> <laughs> Charles Dance infused character here that yes. you love oh so much. Charles Only Dance second infused. to Theon Greyjoy. I like that. I'm going to use that. <laughs> Third to Joffrey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So look at the tactics he utilizes. Look at what he does to I mean, look at the tactics he utizes. What rapes and pillages and burns and does uh, all surely sorts. Surely that's not Tywin doing it. 
It's all Tywin <laughs> by he's himself. Not, he's not going and raping, and <laughs> he's giving he's the all order. His own war, pillaging. Uh, he's the order. The mountain yeah. is his little puppet. Yeah, that makes me uncomfortable. Well, that's good. Eric <laughs> good still start. has a soul, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what do you want me to say? You know, uh, what also makes me uncomfortable, changing the subject, is that uh, Catelyn does not like Theon, and Theon got some I hate I was just going to bring that up. That was It's so funny. Because I think, you know, it's funny. I was reading this chapter. I was thinking, maybe this is why, I mean, we don't like Theon as readers, because we see him from these kinds of perspectives where he's just described as this creepy, smiley, like yeah, Peter Pan leering... type character. Yeah. Yeah. And she doesn't give Rob a solid reason either. She doesn't say, I don't trust him flat out. She just doesn't like him. She just doesn't want him to go to his father. She says he'll be uh, made better use of as a hostage, She's which is right. a weird, weird way of putting it because he's technically a foster or whatever. She's completely right, though, and I think she's right to be annoyed. I mean, when Rob's sitting there giving commands, he doesn't need uh, an annoying, like, friend that tagged along. You know, like, if one of your friends got really famous and really powerful, (laughs) like, one of your friends is president, and you're in the White House just, like, chilling with them, and you're like, hey, man, yeah, blow up Russia. That'd be fun. Do that. Like, he's just in his ear. Give me me France, you know. Give me Hawaii. Can you get me something, too? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I need something, too. That's essentially what Theon's doing. But, I mean, she does give him credit for being a badass fighter. Yeah. Well, I think I think Rob gives him credit too. I mean, basically, the reason he wants to send Theon away is because they're going to need Balon Greyjoy's ships, and Theon just did some cool stuff with some wildlings and some forests somewhere. Yeah, I mean, we've you seen know, some School of Thrones ultimate bromance right there. Yeah, it's true. It's but true. the uh, the thoughts that he had toward the Iron Islands and toward Balon Greyjoy, I thought it was very fair. Catelyn was like, you know, he used to be a king. He could have those aspirations again. And he was like, hell, I wasn't even a king last week. Let's do it. He was like, he can be the king of the Iron Islands. I don't even give a shit. As long as we're, can be a king. As long as we're buds, like, that's yeah. fine with me. And Crowns I'm thinking like, for everybody. go Rob. Because it's true. I mean, let him you be the king over his own dominion. <laughs> Check under your seats listening to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We have, we have magically placed crowns under your seats. <laughs> If you're driving, well, please wait until you're. They're all from park. Burger King, just so you guys know. We need no. paper Burger a King crown crowns. Is a crown, hey, <laughs> it is okay. Not all of them are, are with the steel and the, no. the metals of winter. Some are plastic, and some are paper. Yeah, and that's the moral of the story. It's the thought that actually counts. maybe we'll we'll one up it and we'll get crowns from medieval times for everybody who listens Ooh, to the show. Yeah. Oh my god! Well, yes, you can do that. Do we it. might have to have a few more ads before that happens. Yeah, no, we should just go on a like giant dig somewhere. Speaking of giant digs, yes. uh, I wanted to get back to King Heron <laughs> for a second there. Yeah. He, oh my god! You win the transition game. <laughs> he completely. His story that was laid out was a heartbreaker because I mean to sum it all up, what he did was. When the kingdoms were actually the seven kingdoms and he had his place and they were badasses there, he was like, I'm going to build the biggest, baddest keep all you bastards have ever seen. <laughs> and they were like, fine, I bet you will. And then he did 40 years of slaving, not as long as it takes to build a pyramid, we know, probably mm-hmm. as much slaves. He did it. And it was literally the day it was finished that <laughs> Mr. Targaryen decided to move up to Westeros with his family and his dragons. And we all know what happened from there. The day yeah. he finished, he, he entered Westeros. It's That's like putting crazy. the finish touches on your on your um what is it house of cards you know they're like <laughs> ah it's finally done and then a dragon arrives a gust comes in and then yeah. the roommates come home to watch mad men yeah it all falls down <laughs> yeah i mean that's it's terrible but it's just it's such a it's one of those amazing visuals from the books isn't it that castle of stone that's just melted 
Yeah, it was fantastic because the moral of that story was an old nan is where um, they overheard this. Yeah, essentially, yeah. <laughs> and they also looked at the comet in this chapter, and so so now that you're back, Selena, you get get in a little of the comet talk. Oh, it yeah. was there. Still there. Was Red messenger. Still there. Yeah, they were like, see, this is what I think about how the sigils are concerned. People keep saying, oh, it's Lannister Crimson. Well, it's a color. And if it matches anyone, he would be right. It is the red fish on the blue background because the sky's blue, right? That's the closest match I've seen so far. Yeah, I agree. The red fish, like Tully? Yeah, I mean, it's not actually a fish. It's a comet, but it's swimming in the sky. <laughs> swimming know. through the sky. I mean, it makes yeah. more sense than that could be a Baratheon stag. Like, no, it couldn't. Yeah. That's a comment. I mean, it's true. Or again, you know, the whole dragon thing. It's it's blood. It's fire. It's what have you. Like, it could be the flayed man for all we know. You know? Oh, well, that's no. what's great about it. Everyone defaulted. Even even Catelyn was like, you know what? It's probably just the color of blood. And that's what yeah. everyone's defaulted to. I just want to know, like, yeah. what it was. A comet. I know, but like... <laughs> <laughs> when the planets formed in that solar system, there's a little leftover debris, and then Thanks. there it is. <laughs> I bet you're right. I bet it like it's nothing except something to tie the story together. It's just it's just my you know my 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 reader's mind again with looking at foreshadowing. I just I want it mm-hmm. to mean something. You there's gonna be a, the length of the tale, a character called Comet in Com- No No the Winds I think of Winter. I think it's the Red Viper. Everybody. <laughs> Oh, keeps the snow nice and clean. That's how he arrives. He flies across the sky. Yeah. I just think it's this one cool unifying factor because we have five kings, as we've mentioned earlier in the show, and we're going to all these different places. We haven't been uh, out to visit Daenerys yet, though I'm assuming she potentially could see the comet as well. Uh, And it, it just shows you that despite how spread out all these characters are, especially the Starks, because that's the family that we really got to know early on and now they've been all dispersed into different areas and despite where they are, they have this one unifying thing that they look to in the sky and it's this comet and it's cool that every person or even multiple people aside from the point of view character that that we're seeing the chapter through, all of these individuals, all of these characters that we've come to like or detest depending on, you know, personal preferences. Yeah, exactly. Eric, uh, (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know they all have different interpretations and that's really cool it it's pretty neat. much a drinking game at this point though I, I've, I've learned I can rely on the comet getting mentioned at least once so if I want a steady buzz that's the, <laughs> that's the, that's the choice word that I'm looking for Actually, Eric, we came here today uh, not to record, but to schedule an intervention. Of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need you to drink less cider, buddy. Is that okay? That's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm Steady anyway. buzz. My comment. Is it woodchuck cider? Uh, you know, it's a number of ciders. Uh, most recently, Strongbow. Ooh. Oh, nice. all, all tonight. All tonight. Oh, within the last hour. So anyway, this chapter wraps up with um, her meeting her father again. And she is in, or he is in a bad state, as we saw in the show, but we see much earlier in this book. Yeah. And Blackfish is there. Yes, he, Blackfish. Uh, he played a little Favorite bit of a, of a game with Cat there, where, you know, they're talking about Tywin and Heron Hall, and how do you draw Tywin out of Heron Hall? Well, there's got to be a reason in order for him to leave, Right. This mm-hmm. was cool. This was cool. And Catelyn's like, you mean somebody like Renly? <laughs> and Blackfish just smiled on the inside and on the outside and said, yeah, that's what I mean. And the chapter <laughs> ended. <laughs> and Cat's like, oh, I guess I'm going to see Renly. Oh, Renly. 
I'm looking forward to seeing him in this book. I guess that means we should do owns now since we've reached the end. My um my own this this chapter, there was a mention, and you guys, I know you all caught it, Beric Dundarian, who was even <laughs> oh, yeah. this early claimed to have been killed. So Beric was supposed to be killed by Burton Craycall. Um, and somehow that was no longer so, or that wasn't so, and Craig Hall got killed instead. So there's I just some news. Call him Cake Hall, but <laughs> K- I cake love cake. Hall. There's the I Hall of Cake. Uh, Micah, this is your cake intervention. Um, but uh, <laughs> Barrett Bar- Dandarian <laughs> and his red priest. Uh, so they both get a mention, and I don't know what it all means except to say that. Uh, Barrick is pulling some afterlife shit so far so early, um, which is really cool. Definitely. I want to, I just want to give mine to it. It's kind of the same one this week, but, uh, I want to give it to a line by Catelyn when she says, if your crown is the price we must pay to have Arya and Sansa return safe, we should pay it willingly. Cause I like mm-hmm. it. We always just see Cat sort of fawning over, over Rob, or maybe that's my show, my show perspective, tainting my view of the books, but I like that she actually remembers that she has other children that need to be saved. Yeah, like that's yeah. good and all, but I think they're if they don't continue fighting, they're going to end up all on serving on the wall. I think that's just yeah, going to be what then- everybody else chooses for them. You know, like if they d- were to get back together, people would still just send them off because they want their lands, they want Winterfell, they want, you know, kind of the Starks Absolutely. completely out of the I way. mean, that's true, but I think it's just a case again of of seeing the greater good versus protecting your own family kind of yeah. which they're all kind of caught between all the time in the series i yeah. would have done whatever it took to get the family together and right. then planned after that because i yeah. still think that i mean obviously their such their choices led to their demise i think that if they would have changed a little earlier now it could have been a little bit better for them mm-hmm. and that's not my own um my own is when rob turns to sir edmer tully and he basically tells edmer to not call him this boy or the boy or anything yes. other than your king, sir, your sire, <laughs> your grace, etc. Because, I mean, if you're going to have to wear the crown and you're going to have to give directions to everyone, they should at least have to call you the king. And I think that's the only point Rob was making. So, yeah, it makes sense. I like mm-hmm. it. I mean, all Edmure wanted to do was support Rob. He was like, oh, yeah, the boy is right. <laughs> I know. Like, uh, no. And Rob was like, shut up. <laughs> no. It was an easy mistake, and Rob lost his cool on him. Not cool, Rob. Yeah, because <laughs> he was really pissed at Catalan yeah. and took it out on Edmure. So, and Grey yeah. felt it. Now, I loved how George added uh, that in. He was like, as if Grey felt the anger surge up in Rob. And I was yeah. like, did, did he? Did he feel the Bite anger? Bite his face off. Bite his face off. Ride him into the sunset. Go. My own also... Go. It actually is kind of related into the this conversation, and it goes to uh, Catalan, um, and it's when they're all walking, like Zach said, and they were talking about, you know, battle tactics. And Edmure says, "Do we grow stronger sitting here? Our host dwindles every day." And Catalan responds by saying, "And who's doing is that?" <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if we really talked about that, but it seems as if all of the uh, the river lords have gone back to their little homes and are kind of fighting and dealing with things independently, which I think is, you know, even as early as now, here we are in a couple chapters into Clash of Kings, like Rob is starting to deal with these issues. Selena mentioned Karstark earlier, um, you know, Catalan telling Rob not to send Theon to Pike. Um, and you see like all these river lords, which would have been very helpful to them 
um, had they all stayed as one unified force, are now kind of scattered about. Uh, so I think that you know slowly but surely the pieces are starting to fall apart. Yeah, I mean, what was he supposed to do? Right, these men had to protect their own lands or whatever. But uh, it's it's a tough call because now that leaves River Run less defended. Mm-hmm. Indeed. I saw both sides, but you're right. It's good we always have you here to provide, you know, the old snip perspective, Eric. You know, well, I don't mean to do that to be side. annoying. Oh, no, no. I, I meant it seriously. I wasn't being ironic. <laughs> it's good. It's good. We have, we need someone to stick up for the other side. <laughs> the we wrong got, side. We got a, I, I like how both sides, the right and wrong, were presented. There is the, no the, right or wrong chapter, side. But. It was still there is a zing. only power and those too weak. Oh, there no, is only Zul. <laughs> yes. Yes. Knowledge is power. Is that power yep. is power? Knowledge is right. We'll talk more about that on Friday for it's about sure. The climb. It's, All right. Well, speaking uh, of the climb, our Twitter tweets are much like a climb. I less won that. More yeah, like a flying. <laughs> it's, okay, it's like a, I don't really know what. It depends on what kind of app you're in, honestly. But we got some owns leading in. We got some future owns from you guys, which are greatly appreciated because we have odd recording times. Imagine that. We're transatlantic and our recording times are odd. That's weird. Now, that was ironic. One of uh, the such tweets that we speak of in which we were sent an own, Ryan Shepard says, My Catlin chapter own goes to Great John Umber. Who never fails to start the king Turn in the, the north? north. Yeah. I thought that was so funny. That was when awesome. <laughs> at one point, at one point, he's just like getting started. He's just like king, 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 <laughs> king in the north. Yep. Yeah. Unbelievable. I do agree that that they should is... get the great John and Robert Baratheon in a room together and just For let them start drinking metal. and talking yeah. about stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> True Steel 2.0. <laughs> ah. That would be good. I don't even know what to do most of the time when I do Robert's voice, so I just cackle at people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, uh, Claire Ferner submitted Catelyn in her chapter, quote, you're old enough to choose a bride without your mother's help, end quote. (laughs) So, yeah, (laughs) clearly not Rob. Clearly. And the other ones uh, that I'm reading are all Sam's owns Hmm. from the previous week. He did have good owns. I like how, wait, so this isn't an own, but I I think this person deserves an own all by himself zach harrison for currently downloading 87 episodes of game of thrones <laughs> well wow. i think you win something for that one just a, a little honorable mention there look under your seat zach harrison <laughs> you may find paper crown. might be a crown there it's a thank you card yeah. 87 you spikes yeah but we're not sure if it's from burger king or <laughs> medieval times so you'll have to let us know do it's you own Walmart. a franchise of burger king sir i think he may Yes, I might. which means he can actually provide us with crowns. Sponsored by like and free whoppers, Burger King, <laughs> <laughs> or if you Wouldn't like the grilled chicken funny? sandwich, Eric. Oh God, that would be great. So well, <laughs> so our sponsor today is Burger King. <laughs> Today's Large podcast fries, only one ninety nine. Yeah, if you give the the code goo at the checkout, you get a special crown. <laughs> Listen, damn it, I will say sauce. this: that's like the only place I can go when I'm filming that's actually fast food because they have veggie burgers. They, that's Ooh. like the only place that has it. This is not a real ad but they do have those <laughs> it's true game of burger kings oh my god game clash of, of burger Bo- king there anyway and what would an episode of game of owns be without an own sent from the past into the future from a mr dylan man woody his email own reads 
I give my own to the awesome foreshadowing on the line, some sellsword out of Kohor would sooner maim a man than kill him. That sellsword being the guy who has Jamie's hand cut off. Oh. Oh. Well spotted. Mixing shit up there, Dylan Manwoody. I see you dancing. Well, that was an own. And it's going to be hard for... Well, I don't think mine was better than that. But there is a chance for everyone to top our owns. In addition to competing with your fellow companions in the world that download this podcast, it's easy. Just defeat them in the game. There's one way to do it. Or many, Eric. Yes, one of those such ways is Twitter. Twitter.com slash Game of Owns. Just tweet us at Game of Owns on Twitter when you're composing your tweet. Um... That is one way. Another way is to email us. Contact at gameofowns.com is our address. You can send us an email, just like Dylan Manwoody has done for a record, uh, recurring amount of times. <laughs> and finally, you can also post them to our wall on Facebook at facebook.com slash gameofowns. And another way that uh, you can provide us feedback is by heading over to the place that you most likely downloaded this show, which is iTunes. And just like Gabriel underscore Nick and Dyer Airedale, who left us reviews in the last couple of days, you can do the same. It is the month of July. Nothing left. Left. (laughs) Nothing left. That's what I got. (laughs) Nothing left. I got nothing left. (laughs) Nothing less than five stars is acceptable. However, Gabriel underscore Nick Thought that it, I, I don't know, perhaps um, they misclicked uh, as there's Ooh. only four stars here, uh, but perhaps Gabriel wasn't aware of the rules. I will read their review though, because it is a very nice review here. Uh, it is with the title, Enjoyable! Exclamation <laughs> part. Part. <laughs> See? I don't know. I haven't One even been drinking. This is, this is terrible. <laughs> Uh, and four stars for you, sir. It's all that cake. <laughs> it's all that cake in that hall. Mark. Yeah. Uh, so, Gab- Gabrielle, I should say, has this to say. Uh, intelligent, but don't take self seriously. Combo of book, non-book readers makes for interesting perspectives slash insights. Yeah, it does. Articulate slash good diction. Don't end every statement sounding like they're asking a question. Red leather, yellow leather. Period. Pleasant voices. <laughs> Which Question is always mark? good to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> voices? voices? Don't speak over one another. One another? Question. What? Good <laughs> structure good, and what pacing. You, what oh. oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> good chemistry and interaction. Pan-Atlantic team. <laughs> and good recording What did you say? Panic? Panic? Panic what? Pan-Atlantic Pan team. Work on your oh. diction, Selena, please. God, God our chemistry oh is lacking God, today. I don't even... <laughs> uh, and work on that. aside from Gabrielle, uh, Dyer Airedale wrote in to say, thank you, crew. Really enjoying the off-season review of book two. We're really enjoying doing it. It's been a lot of fun, honestly. Mm-hmm. I like this. Me too. We're roughly at the end of this week. We will be one-eighth of the way through the book. That is exciting. Yay. Wow. That Thanks is for calculating. Actually, right? wow. That's fast. Yeah. Of course, I've missed both of them, so it's easy for me. <laughs> your math skills are just unparalleled. They're wow. on point this episode. Thank you so much for your kind reviews on iTunes, though. Those are incredible and outstanding. People don't, don't use that word. Don't ever pull what Gabriel just tried to pull there. Because I think it's Gabrielle. Gabrielle. Oh. <laughs> we can call them Gabriel, Gabriel since Gabrielle. they only gave us five, four yeah. stars. <laughs> So we will mispronounce it. your name if you give us less than five stars. <laughs> That's that is your our threat. threat. 
<laughs> we uh we appreciate those. Obviously, yes. there's an old spiel. Those help people find our show on iTunes because it's a dangerous battlefield that we must must push forward in. So Love thank you. Is a battlefield. iTunes is a battlefield. Oh my god. Somebody sample both of those and that would be incredible. It's Wednesday. Friday is just two days and two clicks no, away. It's hump day. It's hump day. <laughs> Friday is just two days and two double clicks away. So if Wednesday is hump day, what's Friday? End of the weekday. Bear day. Uh, bear it's, day. It's Friday. It's park your car Friday. and go to the no, beach day. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys then. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Selena Wilkin. I'm Zach Louie. <laughs> I'm Micah Tannenbaum. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even Bye. need to change my voice. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect.